Welcome to AFSPA Talks, a production of the American Foreign Service Protective Association. Each week, we deliver informative health and wellness topics you want to know about, so be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast channel. And if you have any questions about content discussed in this episode, ask them at AFSPA Live, our live Q&A session streaming every last Thursday of the month at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on youtube.com slash AFSPAcares. Now here's your host, Chief Operating Officer Kyle Longton. Hi, and welcome to another episode of AFSPA Talks. I'm Kyle Longton, and I am so excited for fall. Um, not only does it mean that temperatures should be getting cooler, um, that kids are back in school, but it also means that we've got some fantastic things that we'll be bringing you from AFSPA through this podcast, through AFSPA Live, and I'm so excited with some in-person events, both at agencies and overseas during open season. Uh, more to come on that. And for right now, though, I am excited to kick off the month of September, which many of you may recognize, or at least anybody who has um, been tuned into ASPA in the past, is Life Insurance Awareness Month. And so we'll be focusing on some content this month on how to manage your finances and prepare for the future. But we didn't want to let that go without an actual episode dedicated to life insurance. Um, now, we did an episode back in May, and we were very fortunate to have our partner, Nina Matias from Prudential, um, with us for actually a couple episodes. And so I'm grateful to my team who is spending um, some time uh, just before the Labor Day weekend. You'll be hearing this right after the Labor Day weekend, but they're spending time to pull together some greatest hits from the episodes that we did with Nina back in May. So first, we've got some excerpts from an episode that she did with us talking about the differences between critical illness insurance offered by AFSPA in partnership with Prudential and disability insurance, which we do offer in partnership with Cigna and Lloyds of London. We delve into those two policies. And then next week, we did an episode on life insurance and accidental death and dismemberment or AD&D insurance. Um, and mo- Nina actually did a, a great overview of all different types of insurance for us, as well as a specific focus on what ASPA offers. Um, so I welcome you to go back and listen to those episodes in your feed from May to hear the whole thing. But for today, I am very happy to present some excerpts um, of those two episodes to help us kick off Life Insurance Awareness Month. Stay tuned, though. Make sure you're subscribed because we've got some fantastic content coming your way. Thanks so much, Kyle and Adrian. I'm super happy to be here today. We are delighted to have you um, and can't thank you enough for joining us once again um, to talk to us and educate us as well as our listeners about um, these these two insurances. So um, as, as we noted that many of our listeners and members are aware of these plans, but they haven't maybe delved into the differences and understand exactly what disability insurance offers versus critical illness insurance. So would you be able to start with just a general explanation of what each plan offers? Absolutely. Um, and I, you know, I'll just take a step back and say I I really commend you for doing this podcast because there does tend to be um some confusion out there in the marketplace. And you know, every now and then folks think there's an overlap. They feel they're adequately protected if they have one but not the other. But it, you know, today hopefully will help educate members and potential members on understanding why it's really important to protect yourself by having both. 
Um, as Adrian touched upon, both disability and critical illness are intended to protect your financial stability um, and also protect your future from expenses of illness or injury. The main distinction is in the distribution of funds for disability insurance versus critical illness and what each plan covers. Disability insurance protects your income. So if you're prevented from working for an extensive period of time due to a serious illness or injury, disability is intended to supplement your day-to-day -day cost of living and your paycheck. Most plans will pay a percentage of your monthly salary up to the maximum length of the plan's benefit period and or until you're medically cleared to return to work. Critical illness, on the other hand, pays a lump sum benefit. So that's where I mentioned, you know, number one mm -hmm. distinction and how the benefits and the proceeds are paid. While disability will protect you on a monthly basis, critical illness is a lump sum benefit if you're medically diagnosed with specific predefined critical medical conditions. And those include things like a heart attack, stroke, and cancer. These predetermined conditions can vary from plan to plan. So it's really important to consult with your AFSPA benefits team and also to review all the marketing materials and just plan brochure and details that are available to you. And I think that's that's very important. And, and as you noted with critical illness, it's specific illnesses, whereas yes. disability will step in whenever you're medically certified, unable to work. Um, and that's an important thing for our, our listeners to keep in mind as well. Now, we've had questions come up in the past from people who are interested in um, these policies, but they may be looking at it the wrong time. So um, if I can give you an example, let's say a member is given a diagnosis of cancer that will involve surgery and other treatments requiring a considerable amount of leave from work. Will they be able, following that diagnosis, to apply for disability or for critical illness policy, um, assuming that cancer would be covered under those policies? That's a really great question. And it's, it's I can't underscore enough how important it is for members to understand that most likely in that example, Kyle, members wouldn't be covered for disability or critical illness. The majority of disability plans and critical illness plans, number one, require medical underwriting during the time of enrollment to review your health history, which typically looks back about five to seven years on average to determine whether you're insurable as a member. And if you have some pre-existing conditions, oftentimes you will not be approved for coverage um, beyond quite honestly, any guaranteed issue amount, for example, critical illness, there are some low level amounts that you can and should enroll for without having to furnish medical evidence. Um, but another important distinction for both plans is they may also contain pre-existing condition exclusions that, and clauses that require an initial diagnosis while covered under the policy. So there's the ability to enroll or not to enroll, depending on what conditions you may have. And then there could also be an exclusion, even if you are covered, if you had treatment or a condition within certain periods prior to your disabling event. All of these requirements are how an insurance company determines risk. If you're already diagnosed or in an active stage of a disease, unfortunately, it's likely you'll be declined for the coverage. Um, and critical illness also requires that any covered illness be diagnosed after the coverage is enforced. That's pretty much an industry standard, but it's super important to know that because oftentimes we don't think of needing these types of products because they tend to be ancillary, as Kyle mentioned, um, until we're not feeling well. And sadly, that tends to be too late. So it's very critical that you consider these plans and understand them while you're healthy. Yep. 
more depth about why someone would be interested in or need this additional coverage? Absolutely. And, you know, I'll say that across our board, also in our Prudential Group Insurance block, you know, cancer and heart disease do tend to be on the rise. Oftentimes, you know, there's a speculation we're coming out of the pandemic, as you pointed out, it could be due to just inability to treat properly. Um, There are various reasons for that, I'm sure. But as you mentioned, serious illnesses, they require extensive medical care and treatment. So even with the fabulous health plan afforded to your members um, on the, you know, on the medical side, there's out of out of pocket costs. We're all going to incur them. Health insurance is on the rise and costs can not only cause extensive leave from work, but they quickly exceed what that medical coverage is going to cover. So things to really think about are what happens if you exhaust your employer paid leave and have to default to leave without pay? Uh, Do you have enough in your savings? Do you want to exhaust everything you have in your savings? It's also important to understand that medical and health insurance only go so far to cover the specific treatment of a serious illness. How are you going to pay for the expenses related to your condition that medical insurance just doesn't cover? Even with great health insurance, as I mentioned, the out-of-pocket and non-medical expenses, you know, deductibles, co-pays, over-the-counter medications, home accommodations, and just your day-to-day daily expenses of living can really cause a financial strain. One less stressor to be able to stay nearby the night before. Exactly. All right. So that was from our episode back in May focused on disability insurance and critical illness insurance. And what's coming up next is our focus on life insurance and accidental death and dismemberment um, insurance. So take a listen, and I'll be back with you right at the end. I'm so happy to be here again, everybody. So thank you for for indulging me again. I think these are great topics, and I just love what AFSPA is doing to ensure that um, information and the right type of education is brought forth to your members and, and potential members so they can make the most educated decisions about their own coverage. Can you give us an overview of the different types of life insurance and and maybe starting with the most common and one that ASPA offers um, term life insurance? Yes, absolutely. Um, It's really interesting. um, I can only imagine, you know, kind of the deer in headlights effect. I've been with Prudential, as Adrian mentioned, for well over two decades now. But when you hear life insurance, at least for myself also, you think, okay, I pay a premium, I pick a benefit. And when I die... Whoever I've designated as my beneficiary just gets the benefit, and it's just that simple. And while it does work that way, while life insurance may be a little less complicated than some other um, benefit plans that are out there, there are a lot of nuances and a lot of offerings to life insurance that I was blown away with myself. So I can I can totally relate to what you were experiencing. And you know, if we were starting with what ASPA offers, which is term life insurance. For some life insurance plans, the the beauty of them are in the words themselves. So think of term life insurance being for a term of your life. You can enroll to protect your loved ones in the event of your death. And, you know, obviously that leaves them with money to meet their needs and replace for a term your income. Because if you pass away, you know, your income or whatever stream of cash flow that you have coming in is gone. So generally, we advise people to think about replacing their income for around 10 years. Um, Term policies can be available out in the general market for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Premiums do increase as you get older, and many people terminate their life insurance when they no longer need that protection for families. 
for example, you know, if your children are out of college or your mortgage is paid off, um, under the AFSPA group insurance plan, it still is for a term, meaning it does end. But the beauty of group insurance is that it's not set on 10 years and 20 years. It's based on the contract with AFSPA. And for example, coverage can continue up to age 80, but there still is a term tied to it. Um, while there's truth in needing less life insurance back to, you know, when individuals may terminate their plan, as you age, there may be truth in needing less life insurance. It's really important as we go through everything today to just consider any loved ones left behind um, to help with their overall quality of life, any protection of your estate and leaving behind a legacy. So, you know, while some people say I don't need it anymore on the flip side, which we'll talk a little bit about throughout today's podcast, I'm too young and I'm not going to die anytime soon. There are still some, some very unique things that you should keep in mind that may change your perspective on all of that. Can you talk a little bit about um, the other types of life insurance? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and many of you out there may have heard of these other types of life insurance. I mean, you know, we probably, some of us have seen the general commercials that are out there, you know, the emus, the various uh, marketing that are out there just for on the individual market. There's whole life insurance and quite plainly said, similar to what I said about term that the beauty's in the word, whole life insurance is typically offered as an individual product and it insures you for the whole of your life. So premiums do tend to be higher. You can select the amount of benefit that you want. Um, and when I say premiums are tend to be higher, tend to be higher than that of term insurance and group insurance. Um, but they also build cash value that can be used as a vehicle for other savings and spending means. Um, so that's whole life insurance. But there's also another type of insurance, which is a whole life insurance product, not to get too complicated, but it's called universal life insurance. Very similar to the whole life. It's another type of the permanent product, as I just mentioned. And the distinction there is that, number one, um, a premium schedule can be elected. So you can elect to pay up for a period of time. There are some options on the frequency by which you would pay your universal life insurance. And then there's also cash value in a side fund where you can deposit more money directly into that side fund as you see fit within certain within certain guidelines. Um, and lastly, there is the universal policy that is variable. So think about everything I just explained in universal life and variable universal life works very similarly, but also adds an investment vehicle which means it allows the variable, the hence comes in the variability, right? It's tied to the stock market. Um, so any cash value that you're building, there could be some fluctuation based on how you're aligning that cash value to investments. Okay. All right. And those are, those are all, as you noted, the, the last three are sort of individual products, not something you're going to find in a group setting. So that's maybe something right. to, to talk with a, a financial advisor or an insurance um, broker with. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We, even at Prudential, we strongly suggest um, if you're trying to maximize your insurance coverage, always start with your group insurance is the best rule of thumb. Your employer has you in mind. Um, sometimes the rates are more favorable because it is a group block. But on top of that, if you decide that you want to layer on some additional insurance, check with a financial advisor, talk about these various options based on your life stage. Um, they can help recommend what may be best for you. Excellent. 
And there's one other type of insurance that I wanted to talk about, and that is something that ASPA offers as well, and that is accidental death and dismemberment or AD&D coverage. Um, can you talk about this coverage and how it works? Yes. Um, and I'm really glad you guys are also focusing on accidental death and dismemberment, AD&D. As Adrian said, it's always, it, it's tough to talk about it because there's, the wording is brutal. It, it, you, it gives, it paints a grim picture, but it's super important to understand that AD&D is a type of life insurance. It is not the same thing as the life, the general life insurance, and they can run concurrently. Accidental death and dismemberment Number one, generally has lower premium than that of life insurance policies because it's not tied to any of your long-term health, right? It, it is just that. Something can happen as the result of an accident, which can happen at any life phase, and nobody's, nobody can anticipate an accident happening. Um, but it offers another way for you to financially prepare for the unexpected risks if you're seriously injured or die accidentally, so, you know, the AFSPA, AFSPA plan specifically under AD&D can help you protect your family's future with coverage amounts ranging from $10,000 to $600,000. And though that all can help pay everyday expenses and avoid unexpected debt. Um, AD&D, as I mentioned, is guaranteed issue. And I can't emphasize that enough. You do not have to go through medical screening. The premiums, again, are generally lower than that of the term life insurance plan. And so it's really important to add that on. And as I mentioned in the range, think about, God forbid you were to die of an accident and you've enrolled for the maximum life insurance under the, the gel program that AFSPA offers and the maximum AD&D, that's two $600,000 benefits. So that's separate. That's $1.2 million in proceeds that your family that would be left behind for your family or your loved ones if you were to unfortunately pass away due to an accident. Okay. Um, go ahead. Kyle, no, please, please. I was just going to say, you know, in addition to what I said, you still may be sitting there saying, why would I want both? Um, and if I haven't kind of hit that home enough, it's different types of protection. It offers additional protection in the event of an accidental death. Um, if you have a significant injury as the result of an accident, um, and you know the dismemberment is the most grim of all, but there is another schedule that pays anywhere from 25 to 100% of your benefit, depending on certain other losses, which could include you know, a loss of a limb, a loss of, you know, a, unfortunately, several fingers or toes, loss of sight, loss of hearing. If you have one of the qualified losses, there is still a benefit. You don't have to die to be able to secure your benefit. Um, relatively low premium, again, it's instant approval without medical questions. And then again, it, it prepares for the unexpected. So even if you're all thinking about your family, um, you may not be ready to say, you know, hey, I'm younger. Or, hey, I'm super healthy. I'm not thinking about dying anytime soon. You or your covered dependents, what if you fell on a bike? Or what if you had a horrible car accident? Or, you know, for the outdoorsy types out there, anything can happen. And AD&D is a low cost way to make sure you have some protection against that unexpected. And, and I appreciate that because both our, our group enhanced life as well as the AD&D that we offer, have options for um, spousal coverage as well as coverage for your children. And, and both of those add-ons are very reasonable. Um, but Nina, you talked in our last episode 
about medical underwriting for disability and for critical illness. And you've mentioned that it's not required for AD&D. Can you get a little bit more in depth and um, we'll do our best not to lose people, but I think this is so important when it comes to, to life insurance. And another distinction between our, our gel plan and our AD&D um, is that the, the medical underwriting. So if, if you could spend a little bit of time telling us about that, I would greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. So again, if you know, if, if everybody out there takes one thing behind after this podcast, accidental death and dismemberment does not require medical evidence. But for the gel program, there is a component of medical evidence, which means at the time that you enroll, Prudential or any insurance company generally will ask you a, a few short questions about your medical history. Typically, you know, we look back about five to seven years of past history. Um prior to being approved for that coverage. And it's truly um, in an intent for insurance companies to protect risk and to make sure we're bringing the right levels of coverage on. But for the group enhanced life program, the gel program, if you're a newer member between ages 19 to 59, you can enroll for anything as little as $50,000 up to $200,000 in coverage without medical underwriting if you apply within 60 days of your hire date. So again, for anybody that, that's newer to AFSPA out there and you're still within that 60-day time frame, strongly suggest you take a look because you do not have to submit any medical evidence for coverage up to $200,000. Um, as a sidebar, before I yeah. add one more interesting feature that is something that's really great that you're doing at AFSPA, Anybody that wants above $200,000, even if you're a new hire, you can get up to $600,000 in coverage. Anything over $200,000 would require that medical evidence. But again, if, you, if you're healthy, I would suggest that you really look at your income and how much you want to replace, and you don't have to stop at the $200,000. Um, but a really recent plan enhancement that AFSPA made that does not exist, I'll share with everybody, broadly in the association uh, marketplace are coverage tied to life events, which is just, you know, it's a really great way for you to step back and say, hey, if, if you got married, if you had children, it's critical that you reevaluate whether you have adequate coverage, because now you're protecting more people, you're leaving more loved one, ones behind, God forbid you pass away. So within 60 days, for example, of getting married or having a child, you can still enroll without medical evidence for additional coverage up to that $200,000. So if you only have $50,000 in coverage and get married and you realize you need more, which PS, you probably do need some more coverage. <laughs> um, you can do that within 60 days of your marriage without having to furnish medical evidence. Yep. And I'm, I'm so excited. And I, I so appreciate the work that Nina, you and your colleagues at Prudential did um, with Adrian and her team to make this happen, because this is, this is something we see sort of in the medical space where, oh, you've got a qualifying life event, you can make a change to your enrollment, add family members, et cetera. And it, it, it is absolutely those, those life events are the exact time you want to reevaluate what your coverage is across the board. And um, we are trying to make it as easy as possible for people to make sure they've got the coverage they, they feel they need. So um, anybody, if you're, if you're on your honeymoon listening to this, um, or sitting, you know, uh, sitting in the hospital, holding a newborn, um, think about it, give us a call or, or check out the website. Now, uh, Nina, there's been talk out there and we did a, we did a whole episode on long-term care and we, we, uh, last year and delved into this with, with someone else, but 
there's talk about sort of hybrid life insurance plans out there. While not really being long-term care insurance, they offer some of the protections or something similar to long-term care as well as life insurance. And I think AFSPA's group enhanced life or our gel plan that we've mentioned would qualify as offering some of those features. And so I'm wondering if you can go into a little bit more detail about the elements um, that are appearing in the gel plan as well as some other plans that are out there. Yeah. And that, you know, thank you so much for bringing this topic up because this is one of those things that I mentioned at the onset when we were talking about your experience down in Atlanta, there are features to life insurance that most of us, it's not top of mind. We don't realize they exist and we're probably not leveraging them the right way. And while there's no apples to apples offering to mirror that of true long-term care, a more recent feature within life insurance policies, which I'm, I'm so happy exists in your, your gel plan is the enhanced or accelerated benefit option. So, um, any member who ha who's enrolled in the gel plan can take advantage of this in one of two ways. And listen, I know the whole topic of life insurance and talking about one's death is, it's not fun, it's grim, but if you are facing a terminal diagnosis, um, and that's defined in Prudential where you have a 12 month or less life expectancy, unfortunately, you can take a portion of your life insurance proceeds 90% um, of your coverage up to $100,000 that you can take out before you actually die. Um, and again, it's to use how you see fit. So, you know, we spent a lot of time in our prior podcast, albeit different coverages, talking about what is expected to be done with the proceeds. We don't police those. If you're terminal, I mean, the reality is maybe you just want to take a big trip with your family and enjoy your the time you have left, quite honestly, maybe you have bills, maybe you need to do some home accommodations, whatever it is, that money is yours to use how you see fit. Um, and to layer on top of that, which really gets into some of the nuts and bolts of long-term care, there's even, there's another advanced option tied to this accelerated benefit option, where if you're diagnosed with a chronic permanent condition and you're unable to perform two activities of daily living, so what could that be? Feeding yourself, toileting, mobility around your home, you can also take out a portion of your life insurance amount. So that's, that's um, I believe that's 90% up to $50,000. It is a little bit less, but you mm -hmm. can take that portion out again to use that money how you see fit, even if it's just to offset other costs that you have not expected. Um, so after submitting necessary documentation, if you decide to pursue one of these benefits, you can access the percent as you're qualified based on, you know, one of these two criteria that I explained. So Nina, we, we touched on this a little bit earlier. And first of all, let me, let me pause and say, these are, these are not your grandparents' life insurance policies as, mm -hmm. as we've highlighted. And they're not, they're not long-term care policies, but they do have some elements that can benefit you. You know, we think of life insurance, you're not going to be around to enjoy it if you have it, but you're, you're protecting your loved ones. Here are some ways that you can actually benefit from, from a life insurance policy when you might actually need it. So um, I encourage folks to take a look at that and contact us if they have questions. Um, All right. Well, thanks again to Nina Matias from Prudential and also special thanks to my colleague, Adrian Coleman Seabrooks, who helped us arrange and co-host those episodes during the month of May. You probably heard us refer to her a couple of times um, during those excerpts. If you're interested in learning more about any of the programs we discussed in this Greatest Hits episode, 
Um, I encourage you to go to aspa.org slash AIP, as in ancillary insurance programs, to learn more. And you can also give us a call um, and speak to one of our insurance specialists about what um, about getting enrolled. This has been ASPA Talks, a production of the American Foreign Service Protective Association. All information offered in this podcast is meant to be educational. The views expressed by the hosts and guests are their own and do not necessarily represent ASPA. Should there be any discrepancy between information offered in this podcast and official plan documents for the Foreign Service Benefit Plan or the other products offered by ASPA, the policy provisions will prevail. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to ASPA Talks on your favorite podcast app to catch our next episode. Please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app as well and share your feedback with us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I'll see you next time.